G'day guys, we're diving into the Hobart Hurricanes on today's show. We're going to talk about our predicted 11, how we think they're going to go this year, squad news, our hot and cold picks, and much more. Let's you go. are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Insight BBL show once again on the Insight Podcast Network. I am the Super Coach Brain, and you can find me on X at SC underscore Brain. And as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, the big horse, Mickey Dell. How are you, mate? Hey, brother. How are we? Always well. Always well. Looking forward to chatting a bit of BBL, a bit of, uh, you know, Super Coach BBL more so, but... Yeah. Mate, the Hurricanes, you know, when, we, when we've dived into these, obviously we've done a bit of prep before this episode. There really isn't that much to get excited about, is there, this year, unfortunately? No, not really. Normally I get excited after a couple of beers and I'm all up and about and giddy, but when we're talking about the Hobart Hurricanes and their draw and the players that they have, it, it just lacks a bit of bite, doesn't it? It does. Uh, we'll talk through where we see the team going and, and the predicted 11 and how that all maps out from a super coach perspective as well. We'll do a deep dive on that. But of course, the show is brought to you by the standard squeeze it as always is uh ryan from astute newstead and we've got a new sponsor on board bonus bank which we're very excited to work with so we'll talk to you about those guys and how you can get involved there soon now make sure to hit the like button on the episode if you like the content and uh hit subscribe so you don't miss any more future episodes not only do we do bbl we do a ton of other fantasy sports and super coach sports as well but uh if you're here obviously to to get your bbl super coach team sorted you won't want to miss any of the future episodes. We've got a ton of team previews coming. We've also got some team reveals and a little bit of positional analysis coming as we get closer to the season. We are about, what, three? is it three weeks to go now, Mick, before the season yeah. starts? Yeah, just over three weeks. Exciting. Oof, love it. Um, my team has only changed about 17 times between first draft and now. And I actually, I must admit, I really like my team at the moment. So... Uh, I won't give away too much just yet, but I've done a few changes and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about where it's sitting. So, um, mate, unlimited code is 482267. So it's in the description below and uh, you can click on the link there. It'll take you straight to the, straight to the group. Uh, 482267 if you put the code into the app. We're going to be giving away a Supercoach Champions ring for the top scorer for the year overall. And we're also going to be, courtesy of the Standard Squeeze, giving away a prize pack whether it be a four-in-one that I've got right here uh, or it might be a combo pack that I've got behind me in the in the video there if you're watching on YouTube and you can see on the screen for Mick there as well. Uh, we're giving away them every week to the highest scorer for the round. So thanks to the Standard Squeeze for supporting the show there. And, uh, you know, jump in the jump in the league, 482267, and get involved. Now, Mick, let's let's talk about the ins and outs for the Hobart Hurricanes. There's a bit of movement here, isn't there? They, they've obtained a, a couple of decent options. Yeah, as we said off air, very targeted options. Um, I'll, we'll go into your boy first, Peter Hadzoglu, who's come across on the Perth Scorchers. Very tall, upright leg spinner from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he um, has a good amount of variety in his game. He's pretty hard to pick up out of the hand. He bowls relatively quick for a leggy as well. He gets him down there pretty quick, so he's hard to pick up. So good little um, acquisition for, for Hobart there, but he will be played based on conditions. I don't see him playing every game, so... Um, especially with, and we'll talk about very soon, their um, their schedule, Hobart. It's it's not ideal. So, um, you know, probably not an option to start just based on the fact that he won't, you, you don't know how many games he's going to play. Yep, I love that. And also the fact that Bell Reeve have very square boundaries. So you're not going to be bowling spinners from both ends, especially when someone can just get on the front foot and slog sweep a 60-metre six at either end. So it's going to be targeted. <clears throat> 
For sure. Agreed. Um, mate, they've got Chris Jordan, though, who I, I, I like, and I think he probably plays a pretty big role in this team. Uh, might even, you know, bat around that six to seven mark and, and definitely going to get his four overs in, isn't he? So he's a he's come across from the Sydney Sixers this year. Good little grab for them. Yep, definitely. Can bowl, what, mid-130s, low-130s. Can throw the bat around a little bit. He'll bat a little bit higher than previous as well. In this team, we anticipate him batting at around seven. Yeah, so Father Time's catching up with him, though. So I think, you know, it's only a matter of time before we probably do see a bit of a decline. But mm. um, at his price point, he's definitely someone we probably need to look at. He's, he's only 106.9K, which is pretty wild for someone who's going to bowl four overs and bat at six or seven. So it's it's not not a bad option. Um, it's just unfortunately, like we mentioned, the schedule just doesn't suit them. So, um, mate, they've also got Sam Hain, who's going to play a pretty big role, and Corey Anderson. Ricky Ponting's been pretty clear about both of these guys playing a, playing a role in their team and, and has given us a little bit of an idea on what this lineup's going to look like already with these two. Yes, yeah, spot on. As we were speaking about off-air and to that point, he's come out and said that Corey Anderson and Sam Hain are both going to play quite predominantly within this side, Sam Hayne at four and Corey Anderson at six. We've seen Corey Anderson before go off with the bat with the New Zealand international side, scoring the quickest ever 100 there at one stage of 29 balls, I believe it was. So we know he can throw the stick around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mate, the last two acquisitions, I guess, Sam Hazlett and Nikhil Chowdhury. Mm. These two guys have been obtained pretty pretty recently in the last week or so. I can't see them either Either of them playing a role, but Chowdhury, I've seen some highlights. Could be good. Yeah, he looks nice, doesn't he? But I think with these two, it's more depth, isn't it? Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. I think they're they're pretty solid 1-11 to 11 in terms of what we, what we know is going to roll out in game one. So hopefully he gets a run. I mean, maybe there's an injury through mid-season that he gets a crack at. Um, you know, so the decent, decent cover options, just probably not people that are going to start in round one. Now... The outs are, I wouldn't, they're relatively significant. There's a few outs here, isn't there? Do you want to kick us off with those? Yeah, I can. So Joel Paris, who we'll speak about in another episode soon, he's off to the Melbourne Stars. Darcy Short, who's in perhaps the worst form of his life over the past 18 months. Um, Hobart have said see ya and send him packing across to the Adelaide Strikers. Scotty Bolan, our Melbourne lad, Victorian lad, back to the Melbourne Stars. Zach Crawley who is off to the Perth Scourges. We anticipate once he comes back from ODI uh, commitments to be opening the batting there at Perth. And then the last four, Nath, we've got Tim Payne, Asif Ali, Fahim Ashraf, sorry, the last five, Shadab Khan, who I'll get you to speak a bit about on, and Jimmy Neesham. A couple of them are quite significant outs. Yeah, Shadab Khan's a big out for them, I think. You know, he did a, he played a really significant role for Hobart last year. He, he bowled his four overs through the middle of the innings and played a pretty big role there. It took him a while to settle in, as it mostly does for international players. It takes him a while to kind of acclimatise to the BBL and to Australian conditions. So, um, But he, he did come good at the back end of BBL before he left. So, um, yeah, he, I mean, when you've got a guy that can bat four and bowl four overs a leg, he's, he's, uh, he's a good one. So he's a big loss for them. Now... Um, Mate, that's the ins and outs. Very quickly, we'll give the, a shout-out to Bonus Bank, new sponsor of the show. Very excited to work with these guys. And and they are the Australia's number one matched betting site. So, um, you know, match betting is Australia's most profitable side hustle. Take advantage of bookmaker bonus bets and promotions to make a risk-free and tax-free income every single week. With the help of bonus bet tutorials and tools, you can start making your first profit by finding edges like enhanced odds, sign-up bonuses, and money-back action today. Bonus Bank, it, it's 
free to join as well and make your first 75 bucks, which is pretty cool. So you, know, you, you can sign up for free. And for less than two bucks a day, you can then upgrade to premium. And uh, even better, if you use the code pro- or promo code INSIGHT, you'll get 25% off your first month. So thanks to BonusBet for jumping on board. And, and it sounds like basically you're playing with the house's money. Pretty cool. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? And you put our name in when you sign up and get that extra bit of money off. What's not to like, especially for free? Absolutely, and you quarter of the price off, happy days, and you're likely to make the money back pretty quickly. So um, very good from Bonus Bank. Thanks for jumping on board, guys. Now, um, mate, we've got three players here that are uncontracted from last year. You've got Will Parker, Chris Tremaine, and Tom Andrews. Now, these three aren't going to play a part, or sorry, I probably should say Parker and Andrews I don't think will play a part. But Hobart, they've only they've still got one roster spot available, yeah. uh, and they've been told by the CEO as it come out and said that, they're going to be looking for a fast bowler to fill that final, that 18th roster spot. Chris Tremaine, I think, could be the guy, considering he's already been a part of the squad last year. Um, a decent player as well, good player in his own right. Now, they're obviously not some, looking for someone that's going to play in the starting 11, but I think he could probably fit in as the 18th man on this roster. Yeah, I think you're spot on with that one, especially his form of late as well with New South Wales. I believe he, he just bagged a couple of fifers for New South Wales, so... It makes sense. 18th man, they're looking for a fast bowler. He's in form. He knows the squad. There you go. Yep, for sure. Now, availability-wise, mate, with these guys, they look kind of relatively unimpacted from test selection. Um, You know, all three of their internationals should be ready to go for round one. But the guys we're talking about here, Chris Jordan, Sam Hayne, and Corey Anderson, they're all contracted to play in the ILT20 tournament. So they're going to leave around round seven or eight uh, based on their commitments there in the ILT20. And, and we saw last year that that's uh, more often than not taking priority over the BBL. Yeah, unfortunately so. And as we said earlier, with the schedule that Hobart have, the first time they have a double game week is in round seven where potentially you've got your better players leaving. Yeah, very unfortunate. The schedule plus... Then, you know, the back end of the series, you're losing your internationals. It really hurts. But they're going to rely on a few uh, of their local guys, which has already been made clear. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing who they roll with at the back end because there could be some really nice downgrade options at the back end of the BBL that will really help us make some upgrade moves in Supercoach. So um, now when we talk injuries, normally um, Billy Stanlake is, is the guy we're talking about first. The poor guy's just plagued with injury throughout the majority of his career. He didn't play last year at all in the BBL. Now, um, he actually does not have an injury. He's fit and ready to go, which is great. Um, Riley Meredith is the only real injury concern at the moment. Um, so he's got a side strain, very common injury for a fast bowler that, that bowls at his kind of pace. Um, but they're saying that he's going to be fit a fortnight before BBL starts. So he should be coming good in the next week or so. Yeah, good. And we also have Nathan Ellis, who's recently returned from a groin injury. We know what he's like. He's bowled death overs for Australia before. I anticipate he's going to bowl death overs alongside Chris Jordan in this one. Yeah, he's back of the hand slow. Was elite. One of the best in the yeah. game, I think. He's shown it at international level too. So I think we'll see him um, feature very heavily for Hobart. Now, mate, the schedule here, let's quickly dive into this one because it is very relevant. And the reason why you'll probably find this might be a shorter episode is because I don't have a hurricane in my team. And it probably sounds wild because there's a guy in here that's 48.6% owned. Um, I don't have him in my team at the moment, purely based on the schedule. And they, they start with six single round games. So they, they play six games in the first six weeks. Now, the, the benefit of the schedule is that they have come into a double in round seven. 
So that could be something that we manipulate at the back end of the BBL where we might want to target a couple of these guys. Um, mm -hmm. But then they finish on two singles. Now, the bonus is they don't have a buy. So them and the Sixers are the only two teams that don't have a buy throughout the whole BBL. So that that is one benefit if you're looking for a bit of stability in your squad. 100%. This is all about playing to the strengths of the schedule. Unfortunately, these guys don't have a good schedule. So for someone like Ben McDermott, if he starts off with a bang and makes a couple of big scores, he's at a price where you could trade out almost a bench keeper for 20 extra K and bring him in. So he's not going to have a price increase until round three. Heaps of time to get him in if required. Same for Corey Anderson, his low 100s, these sorts of players. Players that are relevant, there's no price rises until round three, so plenty of time to get a good look. Yeah, and I think you also need to have guys like Ben McDermott to downgrade to. You know, if he starts out red hot, realistically, no one's starting Ben McDermott on a single when you've got so many teams on the double to start, right? So most people are going to have Ben McDermott if they choose him. 50% of Supercoach have him. They're going to have him on the bench. You're not going to get his points anyway. So you could loop him. You could use him as a loop option, which I'm fine with. But for me, I'm going to use him as a potential downgrade option in round three to take advantage of potential cash gain if he comes good and he plays well in the first two rounds. Um, and then I'll be able to free up some cash with potentially either a batsman or a wicketkeeper there in that spot and use an upgrade elsewhere. That's that's probably my plan with him. Makes perfect sense. Now, um, mate, but very quickly before we run into round one predicted lineup, we give a shout out to the Standard Squeeze. You can go to thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code INSIGHT15 and it'll get you 15% off anything on the store. Uh, obviously, they're promoting safe drinking, uh, responsible drinking, but also convenience as well. So they've got these little combo packs here. You just squeeze the little bottle there and it fills up a 30 mil shot into the chamber there. So you know exactly how much you've drank. It's made of food grade quality plastic as well. So you're not going to have to worry about broken glass bottles or any of that kind of stuff if you're going away camping or fishing or four-wheel driving or, or whatever it is. So um, you can go and check those guys out. We thank them for their support. And of course, Ryan from Astute Newstead, if you guys are, have been hit as hard as we have, by the, the rate rises, and we've just copped another one very recently in Australia. So uh, you can hit Ryan up, uh, ryanhedgeteganwealth.com is his uh, email, and you can hit him up on Instagram, Ryan Astute Newstead, and he will help you out. Uh, just mention us, and he'll give you a no-obligation free consult, look after your stuff, and he's done both for both of us. He has. Yep, ripper bloke. Take us through your starting 11, mate. Where are we starting here? Who do we see opening the batting? We've got Ben McDermott. Pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, the top two are pretty obvious. So Caleb Jewell at 136K, he's average 44, only 2.9% owned. He's in some nice form this year, but again, the schedule plays against any Hobart Hurricane players. And then Ben McDermott only at 88K, priced at an average of 28.4 and 48.6% owned. That's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And look, I'm not surprised that he's 48% owned because I originally had him in my team. And yeah. 88K for a guy that can do what he can do is wild in terms of price. You, you've, for sure. I don't blame anybody for picking him. I completely yeah. understand the reason. I mean, when we go back and look at previous years for Supercoach, 21-22, uh, he averaged 73 points, and he was the second best Supercoach player in the competition. So just two years ago, we're looking back at how good this guy was, but he had a bit of a stinker last year with an average of 28.4. So that's where we're getting the starting price of 88K. When? Last year. Have a guess at his starting price. 160k 211,800 so he has dropped 130k from wow. last year to this year so 
based on what we know and what he can do, you've got to you've got to take a punt. I get that, but like we mentioned, or I'm not anyway. Um, mate, who do we see at three? Matthew Wade. He has opened before. I think he's very suitable at three. Ponting's come out and been very specific with who he's targeting and where he wants them to bat. Matt Wade at three makes sense in this squad. And then we've got uh, the two guys that Ponting's uh, been basically quoted to say that he, he really liked at these certain positions. Sam Hain at four. They said they've done their homework on Sam Hain. Ponting has come out and basically said he's exactly the sort of player we want in the middle order to be batting around Tim David and Ben McDermott. So we can see him slotting in at four to be a bit of the anchor of the innings. Then we've got Tim David at five, who we know can hit a big ball. And then we've Huge got Corey ball. Anderson, who they've really liked at six there. Uh, from New Zealand, he they've basically mentioned that he's the perfect slot in at six. So that's probably the top six and how we see that playing out. We're looking at pricing here. Tim David, 160K, Sam Hain, 116, Corey Anderson, 105, and neither none of these guys are own more than 9%. Yeah, it's not surprising given the, the schedule issues that Hobart have. Tim David at 160K, he's a professional T20 player, goes around the world. This is all he does for a living. Fantastic with the bat. Can bowl a little bit too. Uh, Sam Hayne and Corey Anderson, they're, they're worth a look to see how they're going early on. They're not overpriced by any means, especially Corey Anderson. If we see that he's getting his overs with the ball and, you know, if the uh, top order is not performing and he's getting the bat and making some runs, then you could definitely do worse for someone that's priced pretty reasonably, I think, for an international player. I think the big issue here, though, is, and as we'll go into now, Nath, the long tail that we predict Hobart to have. At the moment, I see Chris Jordan batting at seven, Nathan Ellis at eight, Paddy Dooley nine, Riley Meredith ten, and then one of pending conditions, Hatsaglu or Billy Stanlake. Now, we're talking five bowlers here. I know Chris Jordan is an all-rounder and he can swing the bat and he does a decent job, but like he's a eight or nine all-rounder for me. I don't see him having... Super coach wise, fantastic. But I just don't see him being a number seven that you want in your squad. If I'm Hobart, I would rather have another batsman in this lineup. No. And as we were saying earlier, we think that Peter Hatzoglu, it'll be more conditions based and where they're playing based rather than at Bell Reeve working in tandem with Paddy Dooley. So for this one, the obvious change that I'd probably make would be Mac Wright coming in and someone like Hatzoglu out, Mac Wright batting at seven which pushes Chris Jordan down to eight. It gives this team a little bit more stability through the middle. And look, you've got Corey Anderson that can bowl. You've got Tim David that can bowl. There's plenty of options there if they need that fifth bowler. Yeah, they've got so many bowling options. It's not an issue there, I don't think, in terms of depth for bowling. You know, Jordan's going to get his overs. Ellis Dooley had a fantastic year. He starts at 200K, which is just why he's an absolute no-go for me. That's just way too expensive for a guy like Paddy Dooley batting nine. Meredith, we know, can you know do his work. 140K, though, I'll probably find a, a couple of cheaper options than him. Um, Billy Stanlake's an interesting one, though, at 62K. He's very cheap. He's 10% owned. I don't mind him as a little bit of a bench stash, as a bit of a cash generator. Um, the, the problem is we just don't know how many games we're going to get from him. So, yeah, I, it's, mate, it's really hard to find anybody I really like, aside from Ben McDermott this year. Mm. I think Billy Stanlake's a good one. If he can stay fit, like it was only a couple of years ago that he was opening the bowling for Australia in the T20s, throwing him down at 150s. He was the next Sean Tate, you know, long before Lance Morris came along. So 
like at his best, he's a very good bowler, but he's just had a shithouse run with injury. So fingers crossed to Billy Stanlake that he can get through pretty well and, and bowl some good overs in the BBL this year. For sure. Mate, just based on schedule, I don't even know whether we do any hot or cold because, I, you know, we're looking at the ownership here. Ben McDermott is the only guy that is owned more than 13.6% and Matty Wade is second. And I'm preferring someone like a Sam Billings on a triple game week to a Matty Wade on a single in round one. There you go. And you, you've just said it yourself, Sam Billings, who's at just over 100K with three games in the first week over Ben McDermott. He's 13K more expensive and he's playing two more games. So to me, that's a no-brainer there. Let's even use the example of Joe Clark, who also has a dual position we could keep a bat. Probably won't keep wickets because they've got Quentin de Kock there, but he'll bat three. And uh, he's got five games in the first three weeks with Renegade schedule. So I'd prefer him too. There's a number of different options here. That's probably why I'm going against Matt Wade. But, mate, yeah. that'll wrap up Hurricanes. You know, it, unfortunately, based on schedule, it kind of makes him irrelevant. Um, Benny McDermott, I understand the move, but everybody else, Billy Stanlake on a cash gen basis to free up cash for other picks, I wouldn't be looking anywhere else initially until their schedule frees up or maybe some of these guns drop some cash like a Nathan Ellis, maybe he starts slow, drops down to close to 100K. You can pick him up at a discount and just stash him for their double game week in round seven. Yeah, spot on. And no disrespect to Hobart. They, for me, they're probably going to be a middle of the road side. I don't see them you know, knocking it out amongst the top two teams. But there's some talent in this squad. It's just a shithouse draw that they've got. So best of luck to them. But super coach-wise, they're really not that relevant. No, unfortunate. But, mate, that'll that'll bring us to the end of the Hobart Hurricanes, guys. Thanks for, thanks for watching. Uh, hit subscribe and hit like if you like the episode. If you're listening to us on audio, make sure to hit follow and leave us a review. Uh, otherwise, that'll do us for this episode. We will see you on the next team preview. Thanks for watching. You've been listening to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. We'll catch you later. Pause out.